Well, if you thought it couldn't get any worse, the Sixers suffer yet another brutal loss. People are firing shots at each other. Feels like the sanity of this team is hanging on by a thin thread. And man, do I have some things to say about it today. Let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know the drill by now. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the show right now. Hit the bell so you don't miss any of the content. Good or bad, ups or downs, happy, sad, frustrated, just pissed off, whatever it may be. We will be consistently covering this team every single day as we have. So support the show and the vision. But man, we're back again. The Sixers suffer yet another tough one. 104.95. They go down on the road against the Atlanta Hawks and these just aren't regular losses like they they just put a hole in your stomach they stink it's annoying it's frustrating we're not having a lot of fun watching this team right now I want to keep this one short sweet and simple today I have four individuals I want to talk about Doc Rivers Joel Embiid Tyrese Maxey and Daryl Morey and man I have some things to say you're not going to want to miss it but before we get into that shout out to the sponsor of today's show let's get checked Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing much easier for you by allowing you to get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. Right at home, you order one of their tests, they send you a kit like this right to your front doorstep. You take the test and then you send it back and within two to five days, all of your confidential results will be available either on their secure website or via their app. You can check it all in real time or they'll have someone of their team call you to go over the results. Those results are reviewed by a clinician over at the LGC Labs, which are CAP accredited and CLIA approved, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. Essentially, what they're doing is staying way ahead of the game, right? You don't have to go to the doctor anymore to get tested. They send a test right to your house, streamlined, expedited, fully backed, and you can go ahead and click any test on their website. Click the link down in the description. Maybe you're a female, you want to get a fertility test, PCOS test. Maybe you're a guy, you want to get a hormone test, a colon screen, whatever it may be, any test they have you covered, and and you don't even have to leave the front door. It gets delivered right to your front doorstep, and uh, you you take the test and get the results just like that. You don't have to go through the co-pays, the insurance, all that stuff. Go to the doctor's office visits, try to get the scheduling down. None of that, man. Boom, right to the point. Shout out to Let's Get Checked. Click their link down in the description. Use promo code Philly25, get 25% off of any testing kit. Speaking of let's get checked, I might have to go uh, order a health testing kit because, man, these Sixers are draining me. They're draining me. Let's get checked in on my health because right now, man, the Sixers, I I just can't stand what I'm seeing right now. I cannot stand what I'm seeing right now. They go down once again, and, uh, of course, we just can't have a normal loss. We can never have a normal loss. People say, oh, you get too high, too low. The fact of the matter is other things happen, which allow us to be this way. So we're going to start off with Doc Rivers. That's the easy one. Okay. Doc Rivers comes out and it's funny. Let's give a little backstory. So a couple games ago, we blow a terrible game against the Knicks. He takes out Paul Reed, doesn't make the right read. No pun intended, but it, he doesn't make the right read by keeping Reed in the game who had six steals and two blocks. Sixers blow lead in the last four minutes. They collapse. I'm frustrated. I'm going off. People are saying, oh, you're too hard on Doc Rivers. Then we come back last game. He actually makes the right adjustment. He shows he's capable of doing so. He rides George Niang into the fourth quarter. Niang has a spark, wins the game. I give him a ton of credit. Nobody says a dang thing. And then guess what? Right after I give him credit, I say, this is great. 
This is a great win against a very good Suns team, even though they're banged up. But we can't consistently trust Doc Rivers to do this based off the history. And what does he do just the next game? He comes out and once again makes another terrible decision. Now, we need to state this one's a little different. The Sixers played bad. The starters showed no energy. There was no life. We're running terrible offensive sets out here. I mean, we just don't even look like we're trying at some points. And it was just disgusting. But we get down to the last couple minutes. And what does Doc Rivers do? He brings the the bench in. He brings what I call the cleanup crew. Five minutes to go. Six minutes to go. Waves the white flag. We're down 20. And out of nowhere, a big surprise. The bench unit going up against the Hawks starters, who were probably trying to come out of the game. They go on a huge run. They cut it from 20 to 14 to 12 to 10 to 8 to 6. And with one minute, 40 seconds to go, not even like four minutes left, with 140 to go, Doc Rivers goes back to the classic textbook decision. Let me bring my starters in. Let me take out the bench unit. I'm talking about Montrez Harrell, the only guy that showed dog and heart on this team. The only guy that was in there trying to get rough with the Atlanta Hawks. Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, Theibel, Paul Reed, all of them together. That lineup brought it down from 20 to 6. They earned the right to stay in that game. And Doc Rivers, once again, does not have any situational awareness, pulls them out. And honestly, that was just outright embarrassing. That was disrespectful to a degree. And, you know, the, the starters come back in, a mixture and B, Tobias, Maxey with, uh, with Furkan and Thibault, I think, or Furkan and Reed. Two bad shots, two allowed uh, defensive holes, and they get two easy buckets. Then he pulls the starters back out, brings the bench back in with like 30 seconds. I would have been so pissed if I was one of those bench guys. I mean, how are you going to take me out? I earned that right in my limited opportunity, playing as hard as I could. I cut that lead down. How are you going to take me out of the game? That's just absolutely crazy. Doc Rivers does it again. He will do it again and again, and he just doesn't know how to read the room. I mean, I, I can only say it so many times. So Doc Rivers does it again, and it was frustrating. And it's just going to be what he does. It's just what he does. And, and this is why I said after the next game, he needs to go. I mean, we, we need to shake up. But anyway, Doc Rivers does that. And then we look at Joel Embiid, right? And, and Joel Embiid had a, a pretty bad night um, in the fourth quarter. Now, early in the game, he was dominating. The last couple of games, he's looked better. He's looked healthier, but he gets gassed. Doc Rivers plays him 30,000 minutes, and he doesn't look right. And now Joel Embiid, who was out, you know, in the fourth, it, late in the third, going into the fourth for, for a little bit of time, he calls out Doc Rivers. Yes, Joel Embiid firing shots at Doc Rivers. This is not good. Joel Embiid did not love that he was taken out of the game with four fouls in the third, which largely, coinci- largely coincided with the Hawks' ultimately insurmountable run. This is from Gina Mazzell on Twitter. Here's the quote from Joel. I think I'm smart enough to not foul, he added, but I thought that's probably when the game changed. They went on that run and we can never get it back. I trust whatever my teammates and my coaches say tonight. It just happened to be at that time, probably the wrong decision. So now Joel Embiid's calling out Doc Rivers. Here we go again. Here we go. Now I'm all for calling out Doc Rivers because he has been poor as well, as I've stated before, and that there's no, you know, lying about that, right? Like he's been pretty bad. And I mean, last night, just the offense in general looked terrible. Um, but, you know, we get to this point in the game. And, and honestly, I got to actually back Doc Rivers on this one. Joel, you played good in the first three quarters. 
You had four fouls late in the third. Why did you have four fouls? Because you are not giving it your all on defense. I'm just going to say it. You're, you're supposed to be the leader of men. You're supposed to be the leader of this team on and off the court. All right? On the court. You were playing bad defense. You picked up some easy fouls. And then we got to the fourth quarter. The coach has to take you out for a little bit because you're, you're picking up these fouls and you're not playing well and you're sagging on every pick and roll. Teams are literally targeting Joel Embiid, a guy that we once coined as a potential defensive player of the year candidate, as we say every year, and, and they're targeting him on mismatches because he's not coming up. He's playing drop coverage. He's playing lazy. He's out there getting horsed by Clint Capella. How many rebounds did Capella have last night? He had 10 in one quarter. And Joel Embiid's out there just, just kind of moping around right now, and it's not good. And now you're going to call out the coach, right? So now we're going to have all this stuff going around, floating around. You're supposed to be the leader, man. Last game, you come out after the game, you said, oh, the season didn't start till now, right? We still don't know what happened in the offseason. I think they're hiding something from us because it just doesn't seem to add up. You're not in shape. You don't look right. The mentality's not right with this team. You know, we expected you to build on last year as the MVP. You're just, you're not looking in motion right now, man. You're starting to build a little bit, but we are 12 games into a season. You should be better right now. You should. And now we're going to start calling out guys and throwing shots. That is not the time to do this, in my opinion. After this game, especially after the way you played in the fourth quarter, Joel Embiid was abysmal in the fourth quarter. He was great for the rest of the game, but in the fourth quarter, he was bad. And yes, the, the, the Hawks went on a run. They went up 20. The bench was able to get it back. Why? Because they played hard. Now, I want to show you uh, a play from Joel Embiid. Okay, I, I want to show you a play from Joel Embiid. And you tell me, because even if you're down, right, you're supposed to be the leader. You should be stepping up here. So I want you guys to look at this play. So this was probably the defining play of the game for me. Joel Embiid at the top. Niang sets a pin down. Tobias is trying to come get it. Of course, Toby slacks back, doesn't come and get it. But look at Joel Embiid. He telegraphs it. He throws a lazy pass. And that's not even the worst of it. Look at this. Three Atlanta Hawks. Nobody gets back. Nobody gets back. Did we quit right here? Is this a quitting moment? Is this a defining moment? Look at this. Look at this right here. Joel Embiid is in the back. He was the first guy. He was the lead guy for the Sixers. He doesn't run back. He doesn't get back. This is outright embarrassing. I don't want to hear you calling out other people. You should have been playing harder in the fourth quarter. This does not look good from a body language perspective. I don't care who it is. I'm going to call people out when I see it. And this is bad. This is bad. And um, yeah, man, just, you know, just not looking good. And, and again, everybody deserves blame right now. There's just a lot going around and it's just, it's really bad. But you can't be calling out coaches and things like that when you're not playing up to par and you were turning the ball over, right? You're, let, you're trying to go into full hero mode. You're trying to go with the heroics. You're trying to do everything in the fourth quarter. You're getting double team, double team, double team. You're not giving the ball up. That's maybe that's why Tyrese Maxey's struggling. Now, again, that's Doc Rivers as well. And guys don't feel comfortable in the roles. I know James Harden's out, but Joe, you got to trust your teammates as well. And in this fourth quarter, you did not. And it led to a lot of subsequent turnovers. So, I mean, this is, this is just not good. This is just not good. And, and it needs to be corrected. And um, it, you just don't feel the togetherness with this team right now. They're like something is missing. Something is missing big. Um, but talking about Tyrese Maxey, so I, I just want to put up one play of yesterday, uh, you know, what this Sixers offense did. Shout out to this uh, guy, Steph No on Twitter. Great breakdown here. 
off a made free throw. The Sixers in this one play do not cross half court until 17 on the clock. The ball doesn't break the three point line until there's two on the shot clock. Tucker and an assistant coach yell that the play is not being run correctly. Tyrese Maxey and Daniel House disappear off the broadcast, and the Sixers give up a transition dunk. Let's just watch this play out. Let's just watch this play play out. I mean, it, this is crazy. This is what we're running. In fact, last night I saw Daniel House running a pick and roll. We had Daniel House Jr. running a pick and roll at one point. We had Niang in at center. We had Joel trying to run point center. There's just no identity with this offense or defense. This is what I say every single time. PJ's over there yelling, and the play's not being run right. He missed a shot. Look, they don't even get back. Look, they're not even looking. And an easy lob. Lob after lob after lob. This, these are the types of things that just eat you inside when you root for this team and you watch them. It's like, come on, man. That just can't happen. That just can't happen. And a lot of that, again, is on Doc Rivers. We're going out there. We're doing nothing. There's no substance. There's no identity of this team. I've said it since game one. You want to talk about that? That could be a fireable offense. The fact that you have not put together a sufficient game plan consistently for more than one game. After game two of the season, you said we're not ready to win. Two, uh, two games ago, you said we're turning the corner. And now what? Now we're throwing shots at each other. It, this is, I mean, it's a big mess right now. It is a big mess. In terms of Tyrese Maxey, he bleeds right into this. There's no identity. Tyrese Maxey doesn't know his role. When James Harden went out for a month a couple days ago and I made the video talking about it, you know, everybody was all hyped. Tyrese Maxey's going to be this, this, and that. And I agree. I think Maxey's going to step up and have a big stretch. But you know what I said in that video? I said, we are going to really, really be hurt by the fact James Harden is not on the floor. And honestly, all the James Harden haters should be apologizing right now. We are missing James Harden, the glue piece of this offense. Tyrese Maxey, yes, I do think he's going to have a great stretch and step it up and potentially become an all-star scorer this year. But he's not ready in terms of the facilitation aspect. The Sixers don't have a guy that can bring it all together on the floor. That's why we got Joel Embiid out there running from the perimeter. I mean, how many times are we going to say, get down low? You got a point center out there, and he shouldn't be doing that. You got Daniel House Jr. running pick and rolls. You got Toby, who scores 20 in the first minute and then fades. Those things do not happen. When guys are out, when guys do not know their roles, it is the coach's job to step up and dissect it, break it down, and put guys in the right positions and optimize them. It's on the players, but it ultimately comes down to the coach as well and it's just not getting done right now it's crazy Tyrese Maxey's been struggling the last couple games he looks so out of sync he's not ready to be that facilitator it's going to take some time we need to break down this offense and shake some things up but I don't know if it'll happen I don't know if it'll happen and you got Joel Embiid like I said out there trying to play hero ball so it's just not working well the last guy I want to talk about is Daryl Morey you guys know I'm a big Morey guy I think he did a great job this offseason. And I don't want to hear the, oh, we don't have talent. Because if we go, right, so we have the next five games at home against the Hawks tomorrow, the Jazz, the Bucks, the Timberwolves, and the Nets. I said for this six-game stretch, including yesterday, we had to go 4-2. and two. Now we're 0-1. If the Sixers go anything less than 3-2 uh, and two in the next five games, I predict, I truly predict something's going to happen. I think... It obviously will start with the coach. There's a lot of holes in this team. I think it'll start with the coach and a shakeup will happen because it's needed right now. I said that a couple games ago. I stick with that. 
I mean, you need something because these guys just aren't even playing hard. Even on the defensive side, like we're just letting guys waltz right in for layups. We're not boxing out. There's no accountability. That's what we brought Doc Rivers in for. He's not holding anybody accountable, even himself. He's out there at the uh, press conference last night and he's blaming everybody else. But anyway, Daryl Morey, um, you know, don't don't give me this thing that that we don't have enough talent. We do. Daryl Morey did a good job in acquiring talent. Melton's producing. Trez, when he gets the minutes, the opportunities can be formidable. But here's my problem with Daryl Morey right now. You you talk about how you are such a fan of the game as well, right? And you really feel these things like like the fans are. You're in connection with the fan base. You have to be crawling in your skin right now watching this team. Yeah, we win some games. Yeah, we don't. And it's so early. We're not even close to the all-star break. We're 12 games in, and everybody had expectations for this team. Not even just Sixers fans. The national media is playing this team up, and we can't even look formidable against the Atlanta Hawks, against the Knicks, against the Wizards. You have to be crawling in your skin, and you got to step up and make a decision here. Maybe that's communicating with ownership. Maybe that's your call. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know those things. But you cannot sit here and watch this go on. By the way, you haven't been doing so hot e- either. You let Charles Bassey go, he's balling with the Spurs in his first couple games. You let Isaiah Joe go, he's balling with the Thunder. All right? The blame falls on everybody right now. But it, it's so bad. Like, it's just, it, people aren't enjoying watching this team. And if Doc Rivers is going to keep implementing the same game plan and kind of play off the regular season and it is what it is, you got to make a shakeup. You got to make something happen. And that falls on you as well, Daryl Morey. And, you know, you went out and acquired these pieces. How many times are we going to go through this ever-revolving cycle of getting new guys and, you know, trying something different? Maybe we got to look at who we have here. Maybe we got to look at the coach and the leaders of this team, Joel Embiid, James Harden, who's obviously not in right now, right? When, when do we get to that point where we decide maybe we just don't have enough anymore? Because I don't think that. I really don't. I think we had talent on his squad. I think they need to be optimized and they need to play for something. That should come from internal motivation. But if it doesn't, the coach needs to get it out of him. And he's not. So once again, five games coming up. And I think this is going to be the stretch that tells us everything we need to know about this Sixers team. What will they be? Who are they? Do you have any dog in you? Are you going to walk back when you throw a bad pass? Because honestly, that shows weak leadership right there. Or are you going to be the guys to step up, go win four out of five against tough opponents right now? All those teams could be potential tough threats for this team. Are you going to go and, and, and revolve this thing back to your own door? Are you going to spin this thing around and show, hey, we are a talented team? Or are we just going to let things play out and you know go through the motions? I think that'll tell a lot about this team. Everybody deserves blame. This has been a huge, long rant. I know I said it was going to be short and simple, but this is therapeutic, man. We need to talk about these things because every one of these losses, it's not even like a regular loss. We can't just have a simple loss where we go out, play hard, and we get beat by a better team that night. No, we're just not trying right now. And this is the season where we have a lot of expectations and things must happen. We have big goals this year. And yeah, I mean, it almost feels like, like we're hanging on by a thread. It almost feels like, you know, we're close to sinking the ship already. And I don't like it. I don't like it. So those are my thoughts. Give me all of yours down below in the comments section. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. As always, we'll continue to go live for every game. We'll keep breaking it all down, but things need to change. A lot needs to happen for the Sixers team. 
Appreciate everybody tuning in. Hit that like button, subscribe, hit the bell so you don't miss any content. And with that being said, I will catch you on the next one. Peace.